Make Life Delicious, the podcast, is more than the food we eat. It's what else in life that makes us feel, be, and act delicious. We'll have conversations about real life, its messiness, and the things we can't live without. The ups, the downs, and the things we do on the daily to maintain our health, strength, and our balance. We'll talk about the unconventional wisdom and the alternative practices used in raising families, from healing to sex, because life's juicy. We are so excited and so ready to share how we make life delicious every day and how you can too. This is a Soul Fire production. Coming January, we are opening up our highly popular Winter Reset program. Our reset programs change lives and empower women to create the vibrant, delicious life they want. Don't take our word for it. Listen to what our previous client, Timmy, has to say about the program. There were so many great gifts that came to me because of this amazing reset that I did. I remember my husband saying something to me like, you just seem different. What is it about you? You seem more confident. You seem to have been going through a change. I'm not quite sure, but for me, I think the confidence came because I was actually enjoying the food that was nourishing me and feeding me, and I was feeling better. And when you're feeling better, you're feeling more confident about yourself and the way that you handle yourself. So I think that's probably what he was picking up on. Join women like Timmy in our revolutionary reset program coming soon. Reserve your space in the program by joining our waitlist today. Plus, we'll be offering exclusive discounts to those who join the list early, so don't wait. Follow the link in our show notes to secure your spot today. Hello, loves, and welcome back to Make Life Delicious, the podcast. Pegs and I are so excited to share with you our dear friend, Laura Holloway who is a leading expert in health and wellness, mindfulness, and business development. For the past 10 years, she has grown two successful businesses, co-founded the nonprofit Molo Global, started the podcast Activate, and is a spiritual thought leader. Through her successful trainings and leadership seminars, mindset and empowerment workshops, transformative retreats, and one-on-one nutrition coaching, Laura has served as a powerful catalyst for positive change in the lives of people across the country. Her teaching and speaking techniques are rooted in both spiritual and actionable principles, regardless of race, gender, religion, background, or economic standing. Laura reaches people at the soul level where there are no boundaries. She used the obstacles as opportunities and creates great change within the lives of herself and others. And we are so excited to introduce our dear friend, Laura Holloway, with all of you all. Thank you Mm. so much for having me. I love you both so much. This is so fun. Such a treat. This is the best. It's so fun because Laura, I've gotten to know Laura throughout this year, you know, even just saying through obstacles and challenges is where we create this catalyst of change. And earlier this year, as I was saying before we started, Laura is like pegs in that you two are both connectors. You bring together people that are just destined to know each other on the same soul level. And really this this giving back and bettering the world, which is exactly what we need. And I've gotten to know Laura so 
much better through our sisterhood calls, which are so amazing. And everyone needs a sisterhood group. Honestly, this is like been my saving grace through COVID and this entire year. And it's just so fun getting to share you as this multifaceted business entrepreneur, spiritual woman with our communities. So thank you for all the work that you (laughs) Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And it's been so fun getting to know you too. Our Tuesday night calls are so filling. And yes, I am a connector like eggs. And I think it's something I maybe was born with. It was a gift because since I was little, I just I can think back to like all the parties were at my house. Like all, we all came to the fireplace. We all, all the kids in the neighborhood, we came and played games at my house. So yeah, it is something that I've loved to do since I was younger is connect people and bring people together. Can you kind of like think back about, you know, where you were back then and how you see each, how you were then and then where you are today and how you've been groomed for every single place you've been, even in the challenging times, because I know you were a, a star athlete in college, you know, and you had your sight set really high up for becoming really a professional athlete, correct? And, and then things changed. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about your story and how you've kind of come through, jump through hoops and kind of trans formed yourself into who you are today. Totally. I mean, I do think, yeah, it's been a combination of transformation and deepening in, in who I've always been. And I think that that's what we're all here to do. It's, it's, it's a becoming and a remembering at the same time. Um, so yeah, I was born and raised in North Barrington, Illinois on a fishing lake and, you know, have two amazing parents and a brother. My parents were married 35 years today. It's still in the house we grew up in. (laughs) And I did play volleyball at a really young age. I started playing in eighth grade and I went on to play uh, division one ball at Penn state university and uh, UCLA. And I did suffer a bunch of injuries. So when I was 18 years old, I had my first ACL tear. And then when I was um, in college, I had four other knee surgeries. So in total, I've had tons of surgeries and it's really affected my body. And that really put me on a self-healing transformation path where it was less about winning and doing things at all costs and more about nourishing and loving myself from the inside out. Um, And I have never worked for anyone else. I've always been an entrepreneur. I told myself since I was really little, like my brother and I've been building businesses around the the kitchen table. just coming up with different fun ideas since we were kiddos. And I've been in the health and wellness industry since college. And a bunch of us got together out in Los Angeles and we built a company that was built on nutrition, fitness mindset. We built physical locations where we brought people together and taught wellness um, as a mind, body, spirit approach. And we have physical locations that are a combination of fitness, mindfulness, and then cafes and lounges where people can come in and get healthy options every single day. And I've done that uh, along with um, now really starting to build out my own brand and have a podcast myself, like you had mentioned, and and doing different retreats that will be launching in 2021. And I do love to give back. I've always loved to give back. And I do get that from my parents who taught me that from a very, very young age, you know, in Chicago, 
as many parts of the world, you can really see the gap. And I've always seen that since I was little is um, just like the obvious glaring wealth disparity. And it's something that we've been extremely conscious of since we were younger. And I remember going to the Bulls games growing up, watching them win. And then my dad saying, okay, let's get all the extra food and we're going to go feed the homeless for the next hour after this. So it just really made an impression on me at a young age, just seeing the, you know, seeing a lot. My parents showed me a lot. They gave me a global perspective from a young age, but along my path, I have had a ton of obstacles, you know, injury being really one of them. Um, I learned in my first injury that I can really overcome anything. Like truly I came back, my coaches, my uh, doctors, they said they'd never come seen anyone bounce back so quickly. Cause I had made a choice. The moment I got injured, I'm coming back. We're winning a national championship. And we did just that got player of the year that year and came back. We won a national championship. So that really showed me a lot about the power of choice, the power of decision and the power of really making a commitment to yourself and trusting in the process. So I learned that, however, in the same sentence, I also kind of overrode a lot of my physical body and spiritual bypassed a lot of what was actually going on and never maybe really gave myself the opportunity to heal and listen and slow down. And so through going on this self-love journey and through going on this um, just personal healing path, I've learned to get in touch with what my body's really telling me, which is... Um, you know, where I started to, to create workshops and I started working with Kelly. We have a very similar story where I met you guys. And yeah, so obstacles have been a really big part of my journey, including injury, including in business, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's not easy. It's not easy to be an entrepreneur. You know, you are the limiting factor in your own growth when you're an entrepreneur. And so you have to consistently learn to face yourself. I've had to learn to face off with myself on what my limiting beliefs really were. And, you know, you can't move forward unless you're willing to grow yourself. And so I had to face off with a lot of things, inner demons on what people thought about me. That was a big one, you know, coming from, you know, having such an identified background as an athlete, you know, it's hard to change jerseys and move on and become something different when there's so many people that have been cheering you on in, in a certain way for so long. So I had to learn how to, you know, silence the noise and get clear on what I needed and let go of distractions and that was a challenging process for me, but I saw a lot of growth once I was really able to silence the noise and move forward from there and tons of other obstacles inside of entrepreneurship. You know, you have highs, you have lows, you got to learn to ride them. Right? You don't get too high with the highs, too low with the lows. You got to learn how to kind of surf and balance and, um, ride the, ride your own wave of evolution. And yeah, entrepreneurship has probably taught me the most about myself because at the end of the day, it's up to you. Right. And you guys know all about that as well. So that's a little bit about my story and my journey. Oh my gosh. I love, I could listen to you talk like the entire time. Like, I'm just like, I love hearing the evolution of people throughout their life. And, you know, I feel like listening to you being an athlete from such a young age and not just like an athlete going to tournaments or whatever, like a highly competitive athlete going to national championships from a young age and very, um, you know, aware of goals and achievements and things like that. And also, you know, just listening to you talk, like you can tell you had a very, you're very self-aware, even from a young age, like you can look back and be like, yep, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been in this way from like kitchen table with my brother, like that level of self-awareness. And then 
you know, like you even said, like rolling with the punches and like obstacles you come with, that's such a testament of like being an athlete, you know, you're given so many like wins and losses and everything, you know, each game is so different. And with each evolution of a business as an entrepreneur, it's, it's like such a good skill. It's such a good tool to have, to be able to evolve as a human being. And also, I mean, would you say you were always spiritual because you talk about it, you talk about it in the businesses that you had. And I know that you went to school to further, um, enhance your education around spirituality and bringing that into your business. Would you say you were raised that way? Or do you think there was something at some point in your life through these obstacles that kind of sparked that interest? Because what you do now with Activate the Podcast and with everything else and giving back, it is so tied into spirituality and like this greater oneness, you know, and I'm just so curious, have you always had that? Or was there something that really sparked that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think I was raised by very spiritual parents. My, my dad, I I would consider as a bridge as well. And and my mom very connected in her own way as well. And, And like I said, I was, I was raised to give back and to see the world from multiple lenses. Right. So I do give a lot of my heart. Like I I was born to really, really, really good parents. Um, so they, they showed me a lot. Like I'm so grateful for them all the time. The older I get, the more grateful I am for my family. (laughs) Like seriously, (laughs) so much depth of gratitude to them, but yeah, no, my favorite Christmas present every year growing up, which is the holiday time was always, I have like a stack of these from every year. So this is a donation has been given towards funding a well in Western province of Zambia in your honor by uh, statistics. Nearly half of people in developing countries suffer from health related problems caused by unsafe water. So we would give goats, we would give chickens, we would give, you know, forever. And this, these are my favorite gifts every single year. So, you know, we would get the skis or whatever, but this would always be in our stocking and it would always make me emotional. So yeah, I was raised um, Christian and non-denominational. And then I think I definitely went on my spiritual path through, you know, and I remember like as a kid, my dad would always be like, read Wall Street Journal, read Time Magazine. And I'd be like in my room reading Joel Osteen or reading um, Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul. Or like my mom and I would watch Touched by an Angel on Friday nights. And it was like my favorite thing to do. So I was always drawn to kindness. And I always like, it makes me emotional. Like what even thinking about it, when people do kind things, it moves my heart. You know, we're at a time in history where so many people are suffering and going through so much. And I think, you know, in times of suffering, we can only think about ourselves or we can think about other people. And sometimes our problems go away when we're willing to give and look outside of ourselves, right? When we can help someone else, we feel better. So something that I've always had a big heart for, and I'm always aware of my blessings. Like truly, I feel like I was given such a lucky life in particular. I feel like, you know, I would, I didn't understand why I had such a good family. Like I had like love, so much love in the house. And then I would see kids that didn't have food or didn't have a dad or didn't have a warm house to go to. And it just didn't seem there. And I just felt like I was so lucky. And so it's something that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to make a lot of money so I could give back. And I just so happen to have a business where I can also bridge the gap and build wellness centers in low-income areas, which helps with nutrition, which helps, you know, 
helps those streets vibrate higher, right? So my nonprofit that I started, we we switched the name from Molo to One for Many. We do fund nonprofits that work in underprivileged communities. So we work with Iro Chicago that works in one of the most dangerous streets in Chicago. We're giving kids scholarships um, in Zimbabwe to the United States for college. We're helping girls that don't have parents get nursing scholarships in Bulgaria. And then we're also helping um, an orphanage in Uganda. So we're funding that. Um, We're going to launch our nonprofit like officially for people to fund it if they choose to. And giving them four to five resources that we vet the nonprofits that we work with every single year that will bridge the gap and will give back. We know so many people want to give. They just don't know how. They just don't know where. So, yeah, spirituality is something that I've been, I guess, raised around good people. And then um, something that I've dove deeper into as I've had to consistently face myself and look at myself. And I've been put on this personal growth path since becoming an entrepreneur, which was an evolution of what I had done since I was a little girl. And I did get my master's at University of Santa Monica. And, and that is 33, un, uh, 33 principles in unconditional loving, which is really just removing the blocks between you and something bigger than yourself. And I just find for myself and so many people that I know is that we can grow on the goal line our whole lives. But if we're not growing on the goal, the soul line simultaneously, things can feel empty, right? Whatever that looks like. You know, my ne- next evolution of my soul line is is having my family and my kids because that's something that my heart really, really desires. Um, but yeah, you can win national championships. You can grind all day, you can make tons of money, but I think it feels empty if you're not aligned with your heart and, and what you're really here to do and really sharing your gifts in an aligned way. And so um, it's something that I think I'll deepen in my whole life. It's not somewhere you arrive. It's somewhere you consistently grow and learn more about yourself. Right. Wow. And those are, those are some of the tools that you get to share with people. Cause I know you work one-on-one coaching and you do coaching and you do your podcast is all about that soulful connection, not just looking at the goal, but how does the soul and the goal meet in the middle so that you truly are understanding what is going to help me not only grow myself, but grow the community around me and help other people? Yeah, you know, totally. totally. And I think that there's so many tools that we can teach. Um, the biggest thing is to get in alignment with, with ourselves, right? And so whether that's having a consistent daily spiritual practice that looks different for every single one of us, right? That could look like journaling, that could look like prayer, that could look like walking around your block and just being in silence with yourself, you know, taking care of our, our bodies physically, you know, moving your body in a way that feels good every single day, drinking a ton of water, getting enough sleep. So we can hear ourselves, right? We can hear, we can listen, our bodies and our hearts and our minds are talking to us all the time. And it's our goal to align our minds with our hearts and really connect those two. And so many times our hearts telling us one thing and our minds telling us something else. So if we can really get our heart to talk and then our mind to align with what our heart's saying, I think we're going to be a lot happier, at least for myself. I've found myself, I'm a lot happier when I don't, two don't fight, but the two really work together. (laughs) Well, and don't you find though, too, that when you're kind of clogged up, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're not kind of cleaned out, you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons totally. why Megan and I do this, re- you know, our, our reset, because it's that clearing out, getting all the gunk, the junk, the act, you know, the excess that 
isn't necessary and then fine tuning it. So you can have that connection, the mind, you know, the mind, the heart, the, the gut connection and totally. a clear line of each. Exactly. So you, what you guys do is so important. That's why body, you know, nutrition and fitness, it's, it's a key piece of it too, because we're bringing these big concepts here through us and our body has to be a clear channel. I love that. Are you guys doing a cleanse right now or offering a, we just finished our fall and we're going to be doing our winter oh. one come January and we do them in the seasons. You know, I, I, we always say it's like doing them in those, those more challenged times of the year, like post summer, as we get back to school, back into routines or right before cold and flu season, especially now we're all about boosting the immune system. Oh. And then we do it again in the winter, you know, people go in and you have, I love what you said about your, like the goal line and the soul line, because that's like what we talk about, like why we do these in the beginning of the year, you know, people create these really lofty goals and they might not necessarily be aligned with what they actually on a soul level desire. They're, they're choosing those things because society has shaped them in a way right. or they have friends, their community, their, their social circle versus like really tapping into what on a soul level you want. And right. We do that in the beginning of the year. It's like, okay, let's get clear. Let's like get rid of any inflammation, any extra noise and get in tune with yourself. And I love that that's what you offer too. And I so love that you are out there offering this nutrition and this peace in places that people don't have access to it because mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's like people always say, like when we talk about politics with food and you can't help but do that because it, it has gotten politicized, you know, like that's why Peg started her nonprofit growing great decades ago, because it was oh, this cool. food deserts within the United States, like people are looking outside to other countries, but it's here Big right time. in your neighborhood. And I, well, I we need to maybe one for many, maybe needs to fund growing great. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. We just, uh, last year we partnered with Del Monte foods cool. as our, cause I came after 20 years, I came off the board and it was a prayer literally after 20 years that uh, angel funder would come in and we received this grant. We're now in our second year with them and helping it grow nationally. And so. it is, it's going into areas. That's our biggest thing where kids are underserved. They don't have the education. They don't have the knowledge. Why totally. do I want to eat good food? Where does my food come from? All of that. So yes, it seems like that would be an amazing alignment to so put cool. you in touch with growing great as well. Amazing. But that's also why I love this. Like this is like getting to have these conversations because there's, you could be listening to this and being like, that is exactly what I'm looking to get into. These are both two nonprofits that you can get involved with, whether it's financially or just like your time. It's mm -hmm. like people forget like our biggest asset that we have to give is time and where mm -hmm. we put our time. I was just listening to something where it's like, you know, so we, we're so good at filtering so many aspects of our life, but we don't think about that time piece. And it just sounds like, you know, for what you do and what you offer, Laura, it's like this evolution of giving that time to others. And it sounds like now you're coming to this understanding of you have, you've set yourself up to now be able to really give that time back to yourself because on your soul level, that's your next evolution. Mm -hmm. Totally. And we can jump levels of consciousness. So, so I always look at it as like, 
I can like show you guys a chart that I have to describe this, but there's like different levels that we jump to and we can come across like similar obstacles. Like we can come across the same thing, maybe in a different face, same story. Maybe it's, we consistently are getting in, you know, tickets or car accidents, or I'm dating the same type of guy, or, or you're butting up against the same thing. And until we're willing to face off and really break through what that lesson is here to teach us. We can't jump levels of consciousness. And it's almost like this big release, this glass ceiling that we break through ourselves. When we learn this lesson, we can jump. Um, and we do sense this growth on a soul level, personally, internally. Um, so that just takes us to look at what's occurring in our lives and slow down enough to witness ourselves rather than being inside of the rat race unconsciously running, you know, in circles, which a lot of us have done. And I think 2020 has given us the opportunity to look at our lives from an outside perspective and see where we've been extremely unconscious and see what's presenting itself. Holy moly has it. I was just going to say, that's so funny. You brought that up. I was like thinking, I was like, what do you think the biggest lesson for you and what you've observed and what you're doing this year has brought forth in everything you know? Yeah. I think it's, you know, a lot of people have had different lessons. A lot of my friends have lost everything, you know, and they've had to learn how to, um, maybe not identify with what they do. I've, I've overcome that lesson a minute ago. So I've, I've learned a lot of these lessons that people are learning a few years back. I think this, this year for me has been more, a your light, your bridge, your connector, and you have to play. Like you have to put your, you have to play. Like for me, sometimes it's easy for me to sit back because I think, I can get the same work done, not being in the public eye, or I don't have to be seen as much, or I don't need to necessarily put myself out there because behind the scenes, I can get a lot done. Um, and no one really needs to know about it and I can move things forward. <laughs> but this year, what was really presented to me was you don't have a choice. <laughs> it's like, show choice. your face, get Let's your go. voice out there yeah. and be big, play big. I know yes. I'm, I'm with you on that one too. <laughs> it's a huge fear. I think a lot of us, you know, that, that came here, you know, no matter when you arrived, you know, in your earthly beingness and you, we, we arrived with a purpose. You know, I've always said I'm on purpose. I'm here doing this purpose like you. I've watched that evolution of my own, you know, um, growth and, and I'm still growing. I'm going to be 65. I can't believe 65 Amazing. in 2021. And I'm going to be on Medicare and I'm like laughing. I'm like, really? Oh. I don't feel it. But you know, the thing is though, is that it doesn't matter at any age. And I keep telling myself, it doesn't matter if I, you know, what is the success, you know? And I look back and I go, I've had these incredible, like you said, family, kids, relationships, amazing things I've created. And I'm still going strong. And people go, why do you keep going? And I'm like, holy moly, I'm going to be going till I'm dead because that's why I'm here. And it brings me so much joy. And so, you know, I know that it's purposeful and I get that from you as well. It's like, you know, you're on this track of just evolving and, and showing up in a really big way. And I just want to say thank you. Oh, you're so sweet. And yeah, you don't look a day over 45. Oh, so you are playing full out. It is really fun to see. I was talking to my dad about like the future of our world. And like, as people live longer, let's say we start living to 120, 
you know, what is like the future of education? We're like, people are going to go to trade school. They're going to, they're going to do multiple versions of their life. I feel like it's like, now I go to school for this and now I'm passionate about this. And now I'm creating this business. I mean, we're going to have four evolutions of ourselves every lifetime moving forward. So exciting. It it is so fun. And it's also, I think it's so comforting to know that like it gives you permission to try other things. You know, listening to you talk about how you're like, you know, I now don't have a choice, you know, hearing from like where you started as an athlete, you've always been a leader, you know, even saying like for your family, like being this hub of bringing people in and having the parties and the dinners and all these things. And with giving back to the community, it's like, you're always kind of doing what you do. And then there's like this day where you look at it and you're like, I need to do this on a bigger scale, or this is what I need to do. Or you see the pieces of your life come together to see the greater picture of where it's taking you and where it can go next. And I think it's so interesting as, you know, a lot of people are athletes and things come to an end or have been in business. And especially with this year have been completely derailed, let go, furloughed, lost everything. And it kind of forces you to come back into yourself and be like, what are the things that I have been doing my entire life that I love, that fill my cup, that make me feel good, and in turn, support the betterment of our community, of our world. And I think it's this time of coming together and all of this, like people are being like distance from one another, but there's this great connection that everyone's also feeling. And I think it's such a beautiful time as challenging as it is to see what is to come and where we can go, you know, to really better this. This is like, we talk about it in our calls all the time. Like we are here on purpose. Like at this moment in time, we've every challenge, everything that we've gone through is really here to help push us to the best version of ourselves. You know, Pegs and I talk about our like health, health and wellness struggles, our autoimmune issues, our hurt, your chronic anxiety, my chronic illnesses are what pushed me to then create this and to Mm. give back to support other people. Mm. And I just think, you know, for you, what did that call look like? What was that awareness for you? As you say this year, it really told you that you need, there's no other choice, but to show up on a bigger scale. What does that look like? I think it's more what it feels like. So I think a lot of people could be on a similar precipice. So it it Mm -hmm. feels to me like a slingshot, like pulled completely back. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, Boom. Yeah, you know, it's this, it's this angst or this, okay, I can't question anymore. I can't doubt anymore. It's this precipice that I think we all consistently come to a new ledge inside of our lives. I don't think there's ever a feeling of, okay, I'm just going to coast from here. Or maybe there is. For me, it has not felt like that. It feels like there's consistently a new precipice. So I feel like a lot of people that are listening could be on a new birthplace of their life could could be experiencing a new place where they're like 
what am I here to do? And, and one thing that I learned from my master's program is a lot of people asked about the what. We would always come back to that. It's not what you do, it's who you are inside of what you do. And so I love that you brought that forward, Meg, because who I've been, like you said, a leader, a connector, a bridge. I've, I've done that in every jersey, every part of my life. And I think sometimes we can get so attached to the what And it's extremely limiting because we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we have divine gifts that we can bring to any platform we choose to, whether that be a blog, whether that be investment banking, whether that be, you know, a health and wellness business, whether that be being an artist, a writer, a poet, a mother, you're going to bring who you are into any court you play on. And so the court isn't as necessary as, as it is bringing forward your gifts and then saying, what expression am I here to bring them forward in now? What's my expression, a greater expression of my gifts now, right? And it could be just a greater evolution of what you've always done. Um, it could be people going out and doing what they've always been good at, freelancing. I think some of the most incredible businesses are going to be birthed in 2021 and 2022. I think people are going to create insane companies because they're willing to take who they are and their creativity and evolve our world. It's the great awakening of ourselves and our planet. And so there's a need for so many new ways of doing everything we've always done, like a new level of consciousness, an evolution of every single business (laughs) truthfully is happening right now. And each of us can play our, our roles in it. And it's challenging because there's an old guard that we have to come up against that might not understand it, that might not get it. We have to let go of old paradigms inside of ourselves in order to birth anew. So it's really being willing to challenge those parts of ourselves and others that are no longer working and, and confront our fears and say, let's go. So for me, it feels like a slingshot. It felt like a slingshot. There's been multiple moments like this in my life. And it's just feeling of like when the pain of staying the same outgrows the pain of change, then you'll change. Jim Rohn said that, right? I love that one so much. But it's like so cliche and so simple, but it it really feels that way for me, at least. (laughs) So it does. And I'm sitting here and I'm I'm thinking about the people that might be listening. And as we're talking, it's, you know, Megan has been taught this because that's how I was as a parent. And and it sounds like your parents taught you. What does it look like for the person that was never shown going inside and listening? Mm. You know? Um, that's something I, I think I had to learn when I was older because I was such a, a breakthrough, like an, I attacked things in the past, like an athlete, like obstacles to me were like, let's go, like, get up. Like you don't have time to be hurt. We're winning. Get up. Like, let's go. So to me in the past, it was an override. So I've had to learn later in life how to listen. So for me, it looks like I teach my audience a lot how to freeform write because sometimes when I do automatic writing and journaling, I can hear my higher self come through or a younger part of myself that really is trying to get my attention that I haven't been able to connect with in a long time because I've just been overriding her. So free foam writing is a very simple tool. The first thing you can do is you can get out a sheet of paper. You can just get out anything that's on your heart, on your mind, just get it out on paper. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't even have to be normal words. It can be like stabbing on a piece of paper, scribbling, 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 get out any anxiety, any thoughts, any anger, any emotion 
inside of you, get it out on a piece of paper. Once you feel a release, you can breathe, you can crumble it up and toss that out. And then you can start to have a conversation with yourself, your higher self, your younger self, whatever wants to come through. And you can start by asking an empowering question. And you know what that question is, what's going on? Or what do you need? Or <laughs> let's have a talk, right? And you'll be surprised if you give yourself the space, what will come through. Um, so for me, automatic writing, free form writing and having this dialogue with myself is pretty like transformative. And I've learned a lot about parts of myself that maybe I haven't let have a voice in a really long time. Um, it could look like working out and then sitting and stretching and meditating for five minutes. <laughs> you know, it could look like journaling, just having a conversation. It could look like putting your hands on your heart, taking 10 deep breaths, and then seeing what comes forward. I don't know, Pegs, what did you teach your kids? <laughs> well, you know, we taught us, we, we did, I try a lot, you know, but um, I love sitting quiet, meditating. We did family meetings. Every week we did family meetings. So I brought forth, um, since they were all very little, and all the way through until they left the house. So that was a big way of connecting with their feelings. Because mm. I think so many people, they kind of wash over their feelings. It's like totally. so many people are told, oh, don't feel like that. You don't feel right. like that. No, you don't. You know. And so it's, it's really understanding and having compassion for yourself that I'm really feeling crabby or, you know, my sister did something really rotten to me and we need to have the conversation around it. And so the table, that family table, our kitchen table is the lifeline, the foundation that really helped our family get in touch with emotion. What else, Meg? Well, I was just going to say, you know, for us, so much of it was the communication, you know, being able to talk about it. And like I said, what you've created for our sisterhood, this group, you know, listening to talk about the retreats that will be coming in 2021 is super exciting for me as like listening for our listeners in this community as an opportunity that say you don't have that community, say you feel isolated and don't have that ability to talk about this or learn the tools to do this or have the support to you, you are curious about this. You want to learn more, but like, where do you go? And I'm just, you know, I'm curious, what is your vision of these retreats and what you're planning on doing and these coaching and just this evolution of supporting other people, because it is so important. It sounds simple, but for somebody that doesn't know how to start or where to start or where to begin, I've always found that when you immerse yourself into a situation, you, you, you get to try it on and you get to see how it feels. And then you're more likely to go home and take it on for yourself. Totally. Absolutely. It'll look like a bunch of things. The big vision that I was given were, were kind of like mega summits, which would be like four day experiences a ton of speakers and a ton of experiences and, and doing it in multiple cities around the U.S. However, you know, COVID's kind of thrown a wrench in numbers. So there'll probably be more intimate pop-ups and unique places with, with cool speakers and cool healers um, where we can come to together in true in just community. Because when you just give someone a fun, high vibrational, safe place to be with other like-minded people, so much happens inside of conversation, inside of 
sitting around with some great food like you guys cook. You know, it doesn't take a lot when you just bring good people together. Um, magic can happen. So details will come. You guys can stay tuned on my website, lauriholloway.com. And um, I'm always down. I, I really love the coaching that I do one-on-one is with entrepreneurs or people that are on the precipice of like really wanting to build something big because I've been able to build a big business and I want to support other people that want to grow inside of themselves, but also want to grow a business. I love supporting people in coaching and enhancing their lives in that way. And then anybody that wants to take their health to the next level or wants to build something in the health and wellness industry, I love coaching other entrepreneurs. And so I have a ton of resources and team all over the country that we can plug you in with. If you want to be with someone local or if you want to be with someone online. Um, but yeah, the retreats look, you know, hopefully in March and April and June, we'll be able to open up and we'll be able to do micro and then some larger retreats, um, national and international, but really all revolving around mind, body, spirit and people learning how to love themselves, um, free themselves and express themselves in new creative ways. That's so important, especially now as people are wanting to or forced to shift what they're doing and start really tapping into their power and what they're here to do, their mission. And I love knowing that they have you as a resource to really help build that vision and that business that is to support whatever that growth looks like and being able to do it, at, whether it's at these, these micro macro retreats or one-on-one, because I think that support is so important. Like you're saying, you know, with yourself, like being able to have the, um, the awareness of what your business evolution has looked like and how you've now faced yourself and this growth and this awareness of how you tackle obstacles or going more into listening, you know? Mm-hmm. And as Pegs even said, you know, it's a lifelong lesson. It's a journey. Totally. That's what this is. We were totally. always here to continue evolve, you know, at whatever age we are in our lives, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And now that we're getting older, you know, like living longer and our, our well, the support of our wellness for continuing to contribute and share our gifts with the world for longer periods of life. I mean, the work's never done. The fun's never done is what I like to say. It's like the fun it's, is never fun. done. And your mom is an example of that and how <laughs> yeah. lucky you are to be raised in the, with this <laughs> level of awareness. Like I'm just witnessing this and I'm like, what a gift to have pegs as your mom <laughs> what sick. you had a it's it sounds like you had a very yeah. similar mom yeah. and a very similar supportive environment that just really fostered this self-awareness and this thinking bigger than yourself because yeah, they just said just do it so you know a lot of people on the line might not have that support system so let's just tell them you guys just just do it. I understand that a lot of people don't have the support system. You lean into your sisterhood, lean into this podcast, find your tribe of people that are mind expanders. Like, let's go. What are we going to do? You know, what else are we going to do? The time is now. Now. Yes, the time is now. No more fear. No more fear. Just Seriously. go for it. 
And to have you. So, okay. All of the things that you're doing, we said you can go to lauraeholloway.com and find all of the offerings, the coaching, the things that you're doing. We have your nonprofit that mm-hmm. people, if they're interested to give back and all of this will be linked in, is linked in the show notes below. So you can click through and do that. You have Laura E. Holloway on Instagram and mm-hmm. activate podcasts to share and follow along. Listen to the wonderful guests that you have on and the, like your, I, I mean, I say it's like, it's like a sermon when you go on there and speak and you're sharing your soul, your little ones, it's like your, your shorter episodes and stuff. It's so fun listening to you truly tap in to your soul and share it. You're so sweet. You're oh my so gosh. Sweet. And my, Oh my gosh. My soul right now is like this huge lotus flower, you know, just like wide open. So grateful to have you. We want to keep on listening and sharing with our friend, Laura. And, you know, if you love this soulful conversation, like we are like, I don't know, it's so juicy and so delicious. Um, Please, you know, share it with your friends or family, because I'm sure, you know, there's, there's someone in every family that, that really needs to listen to this and to be okay with what it is to move forward during this time, you know, in Mm -hmm. a very soulful, spiritual, wonderful way. And Laura, we thank you for that, um, sharing all this incredible information. And, um, and if you not only want to share it, you can subscribe to Make Life Delicious the podcast, because that, you know, helps Meg and me keep going and doing what we love. And, uh, yeah. And if you love this, stay tuned for them on the activate podcast, which will be coming out. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Wait. Oh, thank thank you, you. Laura. Love Mm. you guys. Thank you so much for this conversation. This was so wonderful. Such a treat. 